Hello and welcome to the Usle podcast. By now you should know my name is Ali Kameha. Like I said, Ramadan has started. Ramadan started and with Ramadan fasting it becomes a lot harder than you think it is than uh to work and then find a little bit of energy to do this and the expectations that I set were crazy to be honest uh doing a podcast every single day that was you know then the quality goes down of course um and it doesn't impact the amount of listeners so if you're looking to look at podcasting in the beginning um they don't care podcasters are not going to be like oh this person has a million episodes i'm going to start listening unless you're like a storyteller but if not even then sometimes a lot of stuff can sound outdated so i think the better idea is to always make every single episode the best quality episode you possibly can so anybody if they end up finding this episode or they end up finding whichever episode hopefully from now on they're going to be the best quality so i'm going to lay out the schedule on monday i'm going to have a podcast out on monday nights tuesday Monday night's going to be a weekend recap in sports, golf, fighting, you know, whatever happened, whatever's in the zeitgeist uh through the weekend, movies, whatever it is. Tuesday, I'm going to do conspiracy theory or just theory. Send them in. If you have any that you want me to break down or argue for you, argue against, send it towards me. Thursdays I'm going to have Saturday breakdown. So UFC cards, uh there's a big first live UFC card in Jacksonville April 24th. Jorge Masvidal versus Usman. And I'm not even going to lie, there's three women's title fights. Two of them are sick fights. I think Amanda Nunes is fighting again. If she's fighting then all three of them are sick fights. And that's hard to say about women's MMA. But because all three of them are for belts, I believe, yeah. Um so Thursday, whatever if it's there's boxing, if whatever special event is going, little breakdown, we'll get to that on Thursday. And then Saturday I'll drop it in the afternoon around 4. Uh it'll just be a check-in update if there's any people that fell off the card, uh anybody who got hurt. And you know, just a quick check-in on Saturday. So that and uh, also I'll be reading out emails uh and ans- and giving uh, life advice on uh, Saturday. or might be looking up some different reddit things to talk about reddit threads if you guys have any any suggestions please send them over the email it's in the podcast just send it it's easy all right let's get started i wanted to make sure that i waited cuz i knew this was going to blow over And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to be talking about the Football Super League. The Football Super League or soccer. If you want to call it soccer. If you haven't heard it by now, it's over. It's dead. Every, we were able to kill it. And what I mean by we, I mean 
the fans of every club, uh, media pundits, everybody, everybody came together. There wasn't a single person that was for it, except, take a wild guess, the Americans, the Americans. And I'll be honest, I started like in the last two to three years Actually, maybe, like now even more, I understand why Europeans hate Americans. I really do, because it's, they live by two different philosophies. They, like, Americans live by more money. They really do, like, the more money you have, the more status you'll get, da 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 it's all about making more money and you're celebrated for making every single dollar that you can. In Europe, no. In Europe, it's the family lifestyle. It's like more laissez-faire. Like it's just relaxed, tied back. Yeah, I know. I tried to speak French. <laughs> um, yes. It's a different. It's not all about the money, right? It's about food. Some of them take naps. Yes, in 2021, some of them have midday naps. Their stress levels, that's why they live a lot longer. Natural, more like, you know, farming. Different philosophies. And you know what sucks? Is in soccer, I'm gonna call it soccer, okay? Because in soccer, they instead of taking in that tradition when buying, uh, when buying into the sport, they wanted to influence and they wanted to manufacture and force their philosophy. And their traditions on the Europeans. What do I mean? There was honestly Americans that were out there. And I people were like, no, there wasn't anybody. Okay, look up Chuck Cooperston. The guy's from the Dallas Mavericks. Um, head announcer. You know what that guy said? He's like, I don't get it. He's like, I don't get why the teams of the 16... Teams of the Super League are angry. I get why the other teams are angry that aren't part of the Super League. But why are those people that are part of it angry? That by itself just lets you know the philosophy, the difference in competition of philosophy and the understanding of how America likes to operate North North America likes to operate when it comes to sports and how Europe likes to operate. We all know when they say the 16, that's all bullshit. Mediocrity is going to come in. It always creeps in. These billionaires are doing this to make more money. So what's going to happen? Are they going to start spending even more money? On players and teams? No, they're going to start cutting shortcuts eventually. They did it. They did it with the Red Sox. Mookie Betts. These people cut corners. They just want more money. They don't care. So that's bullshit. Right now, they don't even have the best teams. And that's really what triggered this happening as soon as it happened. Because only two of these 16 teams would actually qualify. Two of the six English Premier Leagues next year will be playing in Champions League. So that's four of them that are missing out. What do you miss out when you don't qualify for Champions League? You automatically miss out on $110 million. Or euros. Or pounds. I think it's euro. 
just for qualifying, you can make anywhere from 110. And then for playing in the Premier League, I believe you make about 150 or 300 million. So you're you're probably going to make 450 million dollars or pounds for qualifying up to the Premier League if you haven't. That's what people say about trickle-down effect of money. Because any team can qualify throughout the divisions and go up. That's the great thing about English soccer. You start off in lower. If you win and every year you guys make it top of the table, you move on to the harder division. You move up, you move up. So every year, uh, bottom two... Yeah, bottom two, I believe, fall out. And they go down to the division lower. And the top two go up a division. So now imagine you went up a division. Imagine now your team has $300 million to spend on players. And to be honest with you, a lot of these teams end up falling back down and they never spend that 300 million dollars right away so what happens they fall down to that division two but now even in that division two that team has 300 million dollars to spend so what do they want to do they want to get another 300 million so they're going to start spending on more it just money keeps going through it works it's like it's it just the system is like mm, it's not perfect the system is perfect but the governors of the system are horrible and why did this break down again because they did not the pr on this was horrible 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 and they were trying to do it I'm not kidding you. The American way. They were trying to like, oh no, we signed this contract. 23 year contract. Biden contract. It's done. And we're going to force it down your throats. We didn't ask anybody. Nothing. It's happening. Welcome to Europe, buddy. Soccer is religion there. Sundays and Saturdays. That's religion there, bro. You're not playing around. That's like somebody trying to mess around with the NFL. It's literally like, imagine, what do you guys think would happen if the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots, and, oh, the the Oakland Raiders, because they're a new team. They need them to make money. Those three teams automatically make the playoffs every year, no matter their players' schedule, nothing. People would lose their minds if you messed around with the NFL like that. That's the equivalent of what these guys tried to do. And imagine the people that try to do that in the NFL are a bunch of English folks that have no respect for football to begin with. And they are the ones that are trying to separate all this. And they thought this was going to go well. And, okay... What made this happen? I gotta be honest. These guys, there is a problem. There really is a problem. And what the problem is, it's FIFA, the governing bodies. FIFA is the most corrupt organization. There was a guy on FIFA that was running FIFA he this <laughs> he had 
he was like living in Trump Tower, $18,000 a month rent. And he had like another apartment, a smaller apartment next door for just his cats. And this guy was just living off bribes. And you know what was their downfall? These greedy bastards. Always greed. They gave the bid to host the World Cup. The first time they um, said no to the U.S. and they gave it to Russia. Everybody was like, okay, that sort of makes sense. But then when FIFA snubbed the U.S. again and gave it to Qatar... That's when they're like, okay, everybody knew at that point. This is bullshit. Like, these guys are just... Whoever's paying them the most money is getting the FIFA World Cup. And when you fuck with the U.S., they got... And they want to come after you? Bro, you better hope to God you don't ever step there again. Because they will find something on you. Especially if you're corrupt. That's the crazy thing. If you're so corrupt, why wouldn't you just give it to the U.S. to get them off your back? But these guys are so greedy. And they start spending more than they get. And next thing you know, like they can't even afford to not give the states. To give it to the states. They have to give it to Qatar. Because they've like probably already spent that bribe or something. Or they're just idiots. And then you have UEFA Champions League. Which is their better run organization. But I think a lot of these clubs have a problem with the way the money's run. But then the bullshit of it all. Is that the president of UEFA is the guy who runs Juventus. And Juve is one of the teams that was trying to join the Super League. So it doesn't make sense. So are the corrupt people... That's how far corruption is. Like even the people that run the teams are corrupt. And they use like Champions League, UEFA, they use FIFA spots and stuff like that to really make a living. And to have influence and power and whatever. To make money. Something, somebody needs to govern these bodies. What are you going to do? But I'm I'm so glad that this thing died out. Now, I want to give out a solution. Okay? Another solution. I talked about the governing bodies of FIFA and UEFA. And because also FIFA is trying to make extra money, right? How they created this other tournament that these players also play. Like, all these corporations... Want to make more money. And how do they make more money? They add more teams. They add more games. Look at the World Cup. Expanded. They just... That's how you make more money. The more games, the more content that you have available to sell. They don't care as long as it's live content. Networks will eat it up. As long as it's live content. And gambling. Involved. If you can gamble on it and it's live, they want it. Networks want it. So, what is the problem? If you know soccer, you know they have something called transfer fees. You're going to say, what are transfer fees? Transfer fee is before, so let's say Messi, okay, yeah, Messi 
is owned by Barcelona. Now, what Messi gets paid, like Barcelona owns his imaging rights, his naming rights. They own like a, all of that. But in return, they pay him a big salary, a really big salary. Like he was, what was it, 660 million euros over five years was his contract. <laughs> because he makes that money back. So what they do is they have what they call like a release clause. And the release clause or the buyout clause is on Messi a billion dollars. Which is crazy. So what happens is when a team wants to buy players, what they have to do is they have to pay this transfer fee. And if a team is willing to pay it, they pay it. There's always been a first something. So imagine you're a team and you have to pay $100 million just to get the player. And then you have to pay the player about $40 million a year, every year. That's crazy. That money and that system needs to stay. Because <clears throat> it's what encourages the grassroots and teams uh, to develop young players. But the, but the value, the extreme value that they put on this has to be governed. On the transfer fees. They have to be governed. Like it should be like. It can't be more than. 10%. A player's annual wage or something. That's it. That's what it should be. Okay. Yeah. Let me know. What you guys think. A lot of you guys probably listening to this and saying that you don't care. But understand, sometimes it's smart to know what owners try in other places, in other countries. Because what they do other places, these owners aren't just like they own. These are American owners. These are the Glazers. And uh, Liverpool, the people like that own the Boston Red Sox. And Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I forget what other... The Chargers maybe. There's a bunch of teams that these guys own. They only own one team in English Premier League. They own a couple of teams in the US. So be aware. If you're a fan base... I pay attention to this. Because these owners... Are related to my owners of my favorite team back home. And if. Man. And if they weren't able to get their money. If you know anything about these guys. It's all about the money. And if they weren't able to recoup that money. Across the pond. Guess where they're going to make it up. Oh yeah. They're going to try to make it back home. They're going to try to make it up at the Red Sox. They're going to try to make it up at the football stadiums. It's the fans that are going to pay for this. Because for some reason, NFL owners, selling the team is never an option. They want to complain about their losses. Okay, sell the team that you've already made 10 times your money on or shut up, 
take the losses for that one year or two years and enjoy the other 10 fruitful years. But they're not going to do that. We all know they're not. Their brains can't function if they did that. They would blow up. Because you'd be looked at as weak. That's the difference in culture. Moving on to the NBA. Steph Curry Love Fest. Steph Curry is playing amazing. He is amazing. Out of this world. It is so much fun to watch. But I... I you know what I mean? But... Everybody needs to hold their fucking horses. Everybody starts saying... Yep, I told you guys. Steph Curry. Everybody was hating on him. Yep, everybody that was hating on him. Trying to say that Russell Westbrook and James Harden were better than Curry. First of all, no one said that. No one said that. Steph has back-to-back MVPs. And he has the first unanimous MVP. So which, which media member could have possibly done that? Because they all voted for him unanimously. This is like when people just want to dunk for the sake of dunking. Because they love a player. They can't just be like, oh my god, I love I love Steph Curry and what he's doing. They always have to bring in this, this imaginary hater to boost their argument. The only time Steph Curry got a little bit of trash was when people were trying to say that he's better than LeBron. And LeBron shut that shit down. It's That's not even, like, that's over. That's the only time other players in the league hate Steph. Because of all the attention and the love he gets. It's only the players that are jealous of him. And the older players, the analysts that are jealous of him. That's it. It's nobody else. The media loves him. Everybody loves him. So stop. Stop trying to make this imaginary hater all the time to boost your argument. And tell me, tell me now, if you're not going to see, email me. If not, everybody now is acting like somebody was hating on Steph Curry. Who? How? How could anybody, when the media voted him unanimous, first unanimous, back-to-back MVPs, like, so it's not dumb. The fans, like, everybody's jealous of him. The players, because of all the love he gets from the fans. His shoot-arounds before the game, his uh, warm-ups were like legendary. Everybody would go to watch him uh, warm up before games. Like, what are you guys talking about with hate? Let me know if I'm right or wrong. Send an email. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic needs to stop crying like a baby. And the thing that sucks about it is there's nobody on, somebody on the Mavericks needs to tell him to stop. Because now it's becoming more like a Chris Paul thing than just like every superstar thing. And I, I like to say I try as hard as I can not to be biased. But all of us are biased. There's no such thing as an unbiased opinion. An unbiased opinion, you have to have no knowledge of either. 
Literally neither. And even then, it's just of what you just saw. What I meant, what I mean by that is Chris Paul. I could never like Chris Paul. Because every time I tried to watch him, he would always be complaining, complaining. I can't I could not watch any Chris Paul live games. And if you don't watch somebody's live games, you really don't understand the whole picture. So I was never a Chris Paul fan because of that. And Luca's become Luca's getting there. And the scary thing about it is there's nobody on that team to stop him. And I hope it doesn't happen because I love watching Luca play. I love watching Dallas play. That I was watching him live um that three-point shot. First of all, I didn't think it was a three. Then I was like, there's no way he made it. And then oh and then you watch, I was like, wow. But even during that game, it was so hard to watch him sometimes. Just always complaining, complaining, complaining. Like you want to root for him. Like Zion. Sometimes Zion, I like you're like, bro, you need to argue with the refs a little bit. That's why Zion is like, um, I love what Zion is my favorite player right now in the NBA to watch play. I love Zion and Jokic. Zion, Jokic. Those two, man, it's just, it's fun to watch players that want to get other players involved and that are at their height of their career. Zion, I don't care what anybody wants to say, but this could be his prime. God forbid, like, any injury, anything happen. Like, what you're seeing right now with Zion could be his prime. People are like, oh, yeah, but he could add a three-point shot. Who cares? Why are we always stuck on what people can't do? Like Ben Simmons. This could be like... Man, his efficiency is ridiculous. This could be like his offensive... Like, you know what I mean? That you're witnessing. So I wouldn't even take it for granted, man. And enjoy him. Enjoy him. All right. Conspiracy theory or not coming up next. And boy, do I got a long one for you guys. Oh, yeah. It's a long one coming up. Stay tuned. Email Ali. You know what? The email is in the podcast. Send me an email. Need some life advice. Whatever it is, send it. Let me know. You enjoying the podcast. What's your favorite segment? Come on. You'll be helping me out, and I would really appreciate it. All right. Stay tuned. Conspiracy theory or just theory? All right. Conspiracy theory or just theory? We've been hearing... That the Russians and the Chinese interference in the election. Right? It was their interference in the election. And that's how Trump won. Really? I'm going to let you know about... I'm I'm back to reading books. You got to read books. Not audio. Don't listen to audio books. Audiobooks is great, but reading is just different. It, it's a different feeling between reading and just listening to something. Uh, it, I, it, like Different aspects of the brain are engaged with, with reading that I don't think 
are typically engaged a lot. So, the book is called The Big Picture. Um, the Big Picture by Ben Fritz. So, what this book is all about and what it details is the hack. The Sony hack. Uh, for those that don't remember, uh, remember Seth Rogen made that movie mocking uh, the North Korean uh, Kim Jong-un. And uh, when they made that movie that was mocking him, uh, North Korea hacked into Sony and uh, stole all their information and they released it. And so did Anonymous also at one point hacked them. So they released all their emails. And in these emails, uh, what a lot of people didn't do and what this reporter did is he actually went through them. Every single email. And the stuff that he learned and found out from reading all these emails is what he writes about in this book. And a lot of it has to do with why are we getting the type of movies that we're getting right now. And he has a portion in there that talks about the Marvel universe and how it was uh, how it was acquired. It's awesome and I would highly recommend it. Just for that tidbit, you should definitely read the book. If you guys are probably not going to read the book and want me to talk about the Marvel and how it was bought and how Sony botched the whole operation. Send me an email or hit me up on Twitter and let me know. All right. Chinese influence and the type of movies that we're getting right now. What happened is the type of movies that we're getting right now, it all comes back to R.I.P. Super League, which I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. It's greed. Everything and anything in American corporations is motivated only by greed. And that sucks. Because time over time over time... It proves that there's more to life than greed. Customers want more than just the cheapest prices. Especially nowadays when you have so many choices. You have to differentiate yourself with a different way. But the old school dinosaur way of thinking is. As long as we are the cheapest they will come. Eventually, you can't be cheap enough because you're just not worth it. You know what I mean? Because if it's all about the money, then why aren't Dollaramas like the biggest stores in the world? And there is actually... Oh my God. Let me know. I have also another thing I can talk about. But I'm going to get back to this. So the movies that they started to make, they needed them to they needed to be able to sell them in China. Did you guys see like the South Park episode where they kill Winnie the Pooh? Where Mickey Mouse and <laughs> when Mickey Mouse and Stan's dad kill Winnie the Pooh, that was because Winnie the because uh, the people on the island of Hong Kong during protests were putting uh, the image of the leader of China as Winnie the Pooh, and that infuriated the guy in China. Uh, so he made them cut Winnie the Pooh out of China. Completely out of China. 
because people said that he resembled him and I angered him. And the other day, uh, a new Marvel movie got sent. A new Marvel movie, yes, got released called uh, The Ten Something, The Ten Rings. Um, and it's about an Asian uh, superhero. And the actor is actually a great actor. He's a Canadian. I've seen him on uh, Kim's Convenience Show. It's actually a real... The first three seasons, I really loved. I didn't really like the other two seasons. The other two seasons felt too mainstream. But why? The money. The money, the money, the money. And what else happened? That guy did not know when they were going to release that trailer. Right? So he obviously knows that movie's done. What did they wait on? Asian American hate. And they use that to surprise him on his birth. Like, you know what I mean? That's just greed. Like, what? You think Disney's has the best people's hearts? No! They looked around and they see all this anti-Asian American hate. Oh my God, what's the best way to capitalize on this? Let's release this trailer that we have. And time after time after time, all their actions have always been proven to be out of greed. Unfortunately. Getting back to it. The population in China is way bigger and the population in India is way bigger. As India is going to become, you're going to see a lot more uh, movies based towards uh, India. It's just their wealth gap in India is still pretty high. And they don't have... Their cities are just so stacked that they don't have a lot of spending money yet. But they are. They're getting that spending money. They're like 10 years sort of behind where China is. If you want to give a rough estimate. And what happens then? Then Americans mean nothing. Because everything is going to be catered towards the populations with, uh, sorry, with the countries with the most population for the most amount of money that they can possibly make. So if you're thinking now the stuff that you're getting is influenced, watch till later on. Give it a couple more years. See what's happening. And this is where the mistake happens. And the same mistake happened in Europe in the Super League. When soccer became all about the money, and Man United was like, man, we can't afford to pay a $100 million transfer fee to a club to get a player and then to pay him $40 million. So what did they have to do? They had to fundraise, get money, right? They had to become public. Once they became public, they were able to be bought by somebody that all they care about is to make money. Donald Trump, when he first started running, what did he? What was his platform? When he was running in the Republican primaries, what was his platform? His platform was, I am a self-made billionaire. Everything I touch turns into gold. And that's how I will make America great again. It was all about his business savviness 
and he's going to be able to fix the economy because he's such a great businessman. He's loved. Uh, people love him. It's not until after the primaries did he change whether he liked it or not what Donald Trump represented and symbolized. Trump symbolized after the primaries the common man. Isn't that how he was portrayed and sold? Hey, this is Donald Trump. He's a self-made billionaire. People, what's the line that people love to use? Oh, Donald Trump's the kind of guy that you can, you know, have a beer with. You'd sit down and have a beer with. And it was his ideas and his opinions and how he talked. He felt relatable to a certain group of people. He spoke out to a certain group of people. A certain group of people that did not like the way the country was going. Isn't that the whole part of having a democracy? And this is what I'm going to get to. I've been lucky to experience both sides of the coin at different times and stages of my life. So I've seen the, I've had ups and downs and highs and lows at completely different times of my life. And that's helped me look at things from a different perspective. And to try to to think and feel how other people feel or why they feel a certain way by listening to people and this is this is what the majority of it sums down to i'm going to break it down so easy and simple imagine your team lost for 8 years and for the first four years, you even helped the other team win. That's how they're looking. I'm just talking. They helped. They wanted Obama to win. Some of them even voted. They campaigned. They donated. But then, they belief, their belief, is that they were let down. Nothing happened. Nothing changed. The government stayed how it is. The kind of change that they thought was going to happen. Didn't happen in the amount of time that should have. And then this man. And then they feel like. the What they say and can't say. All the stuff comes down. Crashing down all at once. Right? And then Donald Trump comes out and he's the opposite of all of it to them. And he resonates with a group of people. What happens after? See, this is where a lot of people cut people off right away. All those people... No, that's not the problem. The problem happens is it's not with Trump. It really isn't. It was the way Trump was portrayed. When your guy was up, we sat there, we clapped, and we believed, and we were nice. But then when our guy's coming up, you guys give him no chance, nothing. Like Hillary Clinton losing was it was honestly like the Pistons walking out on MJ on Michael Jordan after he beat them till this day Michael Jordan's still angry about that and the Bulls are angry about that they hate each other till this day because Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons never gave Michael Jordan 
and the Chicago Bulls their props, their flowers, their approval. Sometimes life is just that simple. Sports and life can be so similar. Because, yes, humans, we've evolved. Our bodies have evolved. But our minds have not. A lot of people out there are simple human beings. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we always project our thinking, our way of thinking, and our thoughts, and our beliefs onto other people. Just because you would act in a certain way, in a certain scenario, does not mean everybody else will do will act the exact same way. But we never understand that. So what happens? From the minute Trump gets elected, Till, till when he gets out of office, everything he says is negative, right? It's being told negative, made fun of, they're trying to impeach him, all that kind of stuff. And these guys are looking at him like he's their guy. Whether you like it or not, they he won. And population wanted him to represent the US and instead of letting them have their moment and trying to understand why they felt like Trump became their man and fix that from ever happening again we did like the most childish thing that you can possibly think of. Like if this was in a movie, you'd be like, oh my God. Or this was like a, a 20 minute episode sitcom. Everybody would be like, oh my God, they're doing this completely wrong. You don't pay them any attention. You never give them attention. You never fight them. That's literally what they did. And people don't under like Fox News came alive when Trump got elected. Before Fox News, like there wasn't a lot of news channels that came up, and all they did was twenty four seven like fight for one team. So all these, so then you have the regular media and everybody else making fun of Trump. Or what do those guys do? You turn over to your side. They turn over to their side, they find out, oh yeah, well, Hillary Clinton is this, Joe Biden's that, da da da. Obviously, nobody doesn't have any skeletons in their in their closets. They all do. It's hard to have politicians that don't have skeletons. And that doesn't make it alright. But that was the hypocrisy. Is you're okay for that person to have these type of skeletons, it was okay. Because she talked and dressed in a certain way. But this guy here, you're not even going to give him a chance. Nothing. Because of the way he talks. A lot of people saw Donald Trump in themselves. The way they talked. Look, they didn't want to change the way they talked. Hey, and they won. So, now Donald Trump is coming in, right? A lot of people are loving him. What did we just learn two and a half years ago? How is Fox, how is Facebook using our digital footprints? By they used it by they use it to help them gather information about our personal likings and dislikings and opinions and then flooded us with fake sometimes articles and fake ads 
to keep you engaged. Because unfortunately, we don't like happiness as much. We can only take so much happiness. But negativity and angry, oh boy, we can't get enough of that. You can't get enough of that. And that tells us a lot about where we are and how separated people really are. When that happens, when people... That unhappy with their lives, with what they're going on, with what's going on. If they don't feel like they can express themselves and they have to wait till they get home to explode on the internet, that's not a healthy lifestyle. And that's what's happening around around North America. Is this policing of what people can say and can't say. And everybody's waiting on the other to just make a mistake and jump on it. And without being forgiving. I said this before. Everybody says that they forgive everybody. So then who are these people that are going on the internet and attacking What I wanted to make out of this point is it wasn't any election fraud or anything like that that affected the election that much that Trump won. And all that turned out to be fake. Because there is a voice that Trump responds to that that yeah that people respond to Trump and instead of figuring out why or what is it exactly about him that can be replicated in a better way we are just a Everybody's just attacking and killing any idea to do with Trump or anything to do with him. That never works. It'll that does not work. You do that, somebody crazier than Trump is gonna come. If you don't address what's really going on and why Trump really got elected. And instead, you want to focus on electoral fraud. Then you're going to have real problems. The people that were influencing the election was corporations. That's the second thing. Now more than ever, with the whole GameStop thing, I feel like a lot of millennials, like people my age, have gotten involved in stock. 30 years and younger. Have gotten involved in stock and stock markets. It's on us now to hold these corporations to different standards. We need to change the concept of we only hold corporations accountable because of their profit margins you know that's like the biggest trick in the finance industry is if you're actually a really good company you never want to start showing profits because as soon as you start showing profits guess what happens Now you're expected to beat that every single year. If you don't beat that, then the public will think that you're tanking. And then the public will start selling your stock and that will drop the value. 
And we all know, like, everything that got exposed during COVID of how big of a game the stock market is. And the more money you have, the more influence you have, and the more money you'll make. Like, it's like a rigged game. The more money you have, the more money you make. And if you don't have enough money to withstand a certain storm, financial storm, then you're the one that gets eaten up. And the rest survive, and now they make even more money. Things are not getting better. COVID made the mistrust between us and the government bigger and wider of a gap. Making room for a person like Trump with wilder ideas. What Trump ended up symbolizing by the end, people... When Trump first started running and then what Trump represented at the end compared to what Joe Biden is. Like if Trump was just a little bit, a little bit less arrogant, he would have ran for a second term. People wanted to vote for Trump. But he couldn't keep his mouth. He just couldn't help himself. COVID is really what screwed him over. He was going to win. If it wasn't for COVID, he was going to win. A lot of people, he bought more support than he lost, I think. Imagine that. So just because you think that Biden is in the office, Trump isn't done. Trump is not gone. Because you haven't addressed any of the problems that the people that voted for Trump had. If anything, it's just gotten worse. Freedom of speech. That's a tricky word, right? Because the way we throw it around is freedom of speech until it's used against me. Or until you hurt my feelings. You can't. They have to. We all love freedom of speech. But look at anybody... People that have to go through YouTube, 4chan, Facebook, that just sit there and have to go through all flagged videos, comments, pictures. Again, those people have PTSD. Because no human should be able to to post or say whatever they want. Just because you won't cross the line doesn't mean there are other people that will cross that won't cross the line. For every 10, let's say that won't cross the line, there's one that will. And when you're talking about millions and million and hundreds of millions of people, That's a lot of people. So, think before arguing. What is this person angry about? Is me attacking this person right now really going to change his mind or change my mind? If you thought Trump was bad, if things don't get better, 
Somebody worse than Trump is coming and they will win. Open your ears and pay attention and start trying to help somebody. Don't get involved in things that you can't help or you don't have a positive view on. Don't even bother. We all learned that life is too short. Let me know your thoughts. Did you like this one? You didn't like it? Should I just stick to more conspiracy theory? Do you guys want to hear about the JFK assassination? Let me know. You guys know the email. It's in the podcast description. Send me an email. Let me know what you liked or didn't like. And right now, I want to let you guys know if you're listening to this. uh, Derek Chavon was found guilty. And that is the police officer uh, that uh, that killed George Floyd. That murdered George Floyd. He was found guilty. So he he murdered him by putting his knee... On his neck. I don't know anybody that does not know about it. So he was found guilty today. And this is a big move. But is it a real move? We'll see. Because what happened with Breonna Taylor? They found them innocent. There's a lot of them that have been found innocent. And it happened recently, right? Another officer shooting, shots uh, a young boy, unarmed man. So was this to calm things down? Or is this really a beginning of change? Let's just keep our eyes open and see what comes out of this. See what their intentions are. Give them the opportunity to prove their intentions. But I think today, which is crazy that it coincides with April 20, 420. It's it's like going to be talked about as a historical day. It's going to be like... Um, the OJ no because OJ was guilty it's it's a historic it could be a historical day I hope it is it would add even more meaning to 420 imagine being able to get 420 off what I think we should push for that alright let me know as you guys know I already talked about the schedule Listen to it at the beginning of the podcast. If you have any questions or concerns, you know how to get in touch. Blah!